Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 154 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is Ryan Levick. Ryan is a developer advocate working in Berlin. Ryan joined Microsoft as a result of its acquisition of Wonderlist in 2015. Ryan has spent his career building apps on both the server and client side and exploring a wide range of open source technologies with a particular focus on functional programming. Ryan has a passion for the Rust programming language, which he often writes about on Twitter and on his blog, and speaks about at conferences. So Ryan, can I ask you to expand on that intro and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, so uh, when I was first starting out in the university, I actually studied marketing. And then I moved over to Berlin to join a startup called Wonderlist. And uh, while I was there, I actually learned how to program on the job, uh, which was really a fun and fascinating time um, and kept on learning more and more and then eventually became a full-time programmer. And that's where I am today. Right. I don't know anything about Wonderlist. Can you maybe give us a bit of an overview of what they're about? Yeah. So it was a a small company that was focused on building productivity software. um, And the main piece of software was a a to-do or a task manager. Um, and in 2015, we were acquired by Microsoft, which is where I work today. So Ryan, can you perhaps share a career tip with the IT Career Energizer audience, one they may not know and perhaps should? One thing that I would definitely suggest for a career in IT is trying to learn as much as you, as you possibly can and expand out into weird and strange directions. Trying to learn new things, um, because even if they're not immediately useful in your day-to-day job, they'll probably inform later things that you need to know. You might learn new aspects of computer science or of programming that you otherwise would not be exposed to if you had just stuck to the straight and narrow path. Right. Presumably, this is something you do yourself. Yeah, all the time. I, I really try to learn as much as I can and and make an effort really to learn about things that maybe even aren't relevant to my day-to-day job, but I know will kind of help me out in the future. And also, you mentioned obviously the strange and the unusual, maybe the weird. Um, is there a particular focus you have on looking at those things? And how do you go about doing that? It's kind of always been a focus of my career. I've tried to look at things that um, others were talking about as maybe not uh, particularly relevant for production use or, or something like that. And I always ask myself, well, if it's not good for production use, then why are they talking about it? And it turns out that even if something is not quite ready for use in a real-time app or in a real-time API, there's probably some lessons that can be learned from that technology, some things that can be applied in real uh, situations. And so I just try and listen out and listen for what people are are talking about, new trends, um, things that uh, haven't been used before, and uh, learn more about them to see how I can use them and what I can learn from them. 
Sure. Uh, presumably, you're able to to also take on board maybe some of the concepts and apply them to the things that you're actually working on yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole idea is is really to learn about something and then kind of generalize that knowledge and think about okay, I've I've learned this new thing. What is it teaching me in general? What are the what are the things that I can can take from that and apply into other areas of my job? Right. Okay. So Ryan, can you maybe tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? I hesitate to say worst because I think it was a really amazing experience. But um, my last role, I was uh, a manager of a small team. And it was a really fantastic experience to be a manager, to be able to help um, people grow in their careers. That aspect of the job I really enjoyed, but it didn't leave me time for the thing that I really, really love about my job, which is to build things and to learn new things about technology. And so I kind of made a promise to myself that even if I get back into the management side of things later on in my career, I'm definitely going to make a real concerted effort to continue learning, continue uh, practicing and really doing the things I love. Because if I'm not having fun at work, then I'm just not going to do as good of a job as I possibly can. Right. Okay. So you you do enjoy the hands-on as, as sort of element of what you do and maybe stepping away, being more managerial isn't necessarily what you want to do long-term? Yeah. And, and the thing about it really is about uh, you want to always be learning new things. And while I was learning new things about, about people and about uh, career growth and things like that, you know, that was only one aspect of my job. And there were a lot of other aspects that uh, I just felt didn't kind of give me the passion that made me want to wake up in the morning and run into the office. And so I think it's important to try and find those things and stick to them. So Ryan, can you perhaps take us now to your career highlight or greatest success? I've been lucky in having quite a few of them. I think the 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 one that I really, really in, uh, enjoy looking back on is um, when we were acquired by Microsoft it was uh, a real joy to be brought into a room and to be told, okay, Ryan, we know that you've only relatively recently learned how to program within the past uh, few years or so, but we'd like to bring you on board at Microsoft as a, as a senior engineer. And it was something that really solidified the fact that if you work hard enough and try and learn as much as you possibly can, that um, you don't need a degree in computer science uh, in order to become a senior engineer. And that was uh, that was really satisfying. Sure. So presumably you were able to demonstrate your value to Microsoft as well in that role. Yeah. Yeah. I, re- I really tried as hard as I could. And I think I accomplished that by trying to see things from new angles, uh, angles that maybe if you had learned computer science in a traditional way through university that you might not be able to see or might not even think to, to go about it and kind of trying to always ask the dumb questions, for lack of a better word, the <laughs> questions that nobody else seems to want to ask. It turns out that most of the time, the dumb questions are the right questions. Yes. Sometimes it's, it's what you might consider to be the dumb questions that get left unasked. Yeah. So, Ryan, can you tell us what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT in particular? The thing that's most exciting about this profession is that it can change 
literally overnight. Even in the past couple of months, uh, my job and my new role that I've just started uh, as a, a developer advocate has changed significantly just because of new announcements from different companies, different open source projects, new technologies that have come out. And this happens at such a rapid pace, probably more rapid than in any other industry that anyone could be involved in. And so if you like change, if you like learning new things, then it's only going to get more and more exciting as time goes on, as things change at an even faster pace. Is there anything that, that interests you in particular, any direction that maybe technology is going or or anything that specifically that sort of grabs your interest and think, yes, that's what I want to do? I think there's a whole bunch of things that, that really interest me. Uh, one thing that I'm focusing on right now is a, a particular technology called WebAssembly, which uh, basically allows you to run programs in a, in a very controlled way. Um, and this has the potential to really change how things are done, running apps on the, on the server and um, on people's computers uh, and, and web browsers and programs that people just want to run outside of, uh, of a web browser. And it's such a young technology that um, we're not even really sure where it will go, but it's been a, a real joy to kind of follow along and, uh, and see what happens with it. And I've got to also ask you about the role of the advocate as well, because obviously that is something that a lot of companies are now doing. How do you see that as, as an influencing factor on, on the future of people developing careers in IT? It's very important that companies, especially companies that offer products um, and services to developers, maintain a, a strong and close relationship with developers. And Microsoft is a great example of this. We have a whole platform, the Azure platform, as well as a whole suite of tools like Visual Studio and Visual Studio Code that aim to provide value for developers and for IT professionals. And if we're not having a constant dialogue with those people, you know, we won't be able to serve them well. So my role is really to always be having an honest dialogue with people, um, figuring out when things are working for them and when things are not working for them, um, and trying to bring that feedback back to my company and, and to tell them, hey, we're doing this really well, and but this other thing we're, we're not doing so well and we really need to improve. And I think every company should really be thinking about this if they have some sort of relationship with developers or with IT professionals. They should try to constantly be in contact. Right. There's probably something I didn't realize about the advocate role is that it, it is a two-way communication. So you actually do take the um, the sort of input you get from developers back to Microsoft. 100%. And oftentimes people think of developer advocacy as evangelism, um, but it, it's really not evangelism. We're not there to kind of shout at the top of our lungs, our platform is the best platform. Look at us. Look at it, how amazing we are. You know, that's that's not very helpful. Um, sure, it is helpful at times to say, no, we do have great products. Why don't you come and check them out? Um, but it's also helpful to sometimes take a step back, be honest and say, okay, you're telling us that what we're offering here is not up to the standards that you want, and therefore it's not up to our standards. Let's take that feedback back to the product teams and make sure that we improve the product so that they do live up to that potential. Yeah, that's great to hear. Okay, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? 
Yeah, I'm ready. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? I think it was the whole curiosity of the thing. I kind of looked at what my colleagues were working on, not fully understanding what they were typing into their computer screen. And I just wanted to know, how does it all work? And it turns out when you kind of peel the first layer off the top, um, there's more questions to be asked. Um, You get more answers, but you just get more questions and you keep peeling more and more layers off. And at the end of the day, you start revealing the essential truth that one can never know everything about computers and about technology. It's impossible to hold it all in our heads. And that excites me deeply to know that I'll never know everything. Yeah, so it sounds like you have an innate curiosity about how things work as well. Yeah. What is the best career advice you've ever received? I would say the best career advice is to uh, constantly be putting yourself in position to learn the right skills or the skills that you know will be applicable for later on in your career. There are definitely jobs in IT that you can be put into where you'll learn a lot of things, but they're really only applicable to that specific situation or to that company. Maybe it's because it's a legacy system or it's a piece of technology developed within that company and that company has no plans to open it up to the rest of the world. Um, And you can find yourself in a situation where you're working on something, you know a lot about that thing, but if you ever want to or need to find a new job, you realize that you're not really ready for the outside world. And I think it's extremely important that you always put yourself in a position to be learning skills that are applicable to new positions within the company you're currently at and new positions in companies elsewhere. Always be learning skills that you can apply to to other roles. Yeah, that's definitely great advice. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? I think I would try my best to get back into what I'm doing right now, doing developer relations. I really enjoy that aspect of it. And the reason for that is it's a a constant excuse to be talking to people about things that you're passionate about, um, talking to people about what they're passionate about and kind of feeding off of that passion And it's a perfect opportunity to always continuously be learning. Um, And so even if I were new into the IT field, I think I would still try to seek out a role where I'm surrounded by other people because uh, it's definitely possible to have an IT career where you're just stuck in a dark room and never interact with anybody else. Um, But there's there's not a ton of fun in that, in my opinion. It's uh, (laughs) much better when you can interact with other people and enjoy the community aspects that come with technology. Yes. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? I think I'm uh, currently focusing on growing my my own presence um, in the communities that I care about. Um, you mentioned before the, the Rust programming language uh, as a particular example, trying to um, get a, a stronger foothold in the community, develop better relationships with others who are passionate about the same thing that I'm passionate about, um, and trying to become more T-shaped uh, in, in scope. So what that means is focusing deeply on, on one thing, and in this particular case, that might be Rust or our technologies kind of closely related to Rust, but also 
maintaining a wide breadth of knowledge as well. So learning um, as much as I can about uh, about the cloud, whether that's Azure or even competitors' clouds like AWS and Google's, and try and 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 learn as much as possible there, so that I'm capable of of moving on to new things whenever I need to. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? The number one technical skill that really has helped me is uh, the ability to listen. There's definitely a lot of people in the developer relations field that um, enjoy talking because that's a big aspect of what we do is, is talking with others. But it's definitely important to, to sometimes take a step back and just listen to what others are saying. Even if you're an expert in a certain field, um, you can always learn something from other people. Um, our field is just so big that there's never a possibility that you are the smartest person in the room about every single subject that you might talk about. There's going to always be bits of information that other people know more deeply than yourself. So taking a step back, listening, trying to focus on what about this particular topic do I not know? And then when you do talk, instead of talking at people, try and just ask questions and try and get more, more answers to the things that, uh, that you're trying to find more, uh, find out about more. I think, yes, you're right. Listening is definitely an underrated skill. It's become more prevalent, though. People are talking more about it. So it's definitely being recognized that that is a skill definitely worth developing. Absolutely. Ryan, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT Career Energizer audience? I think, you know, not to sound like a, a broken record, but I think it's really important to try and Go out into the field, um, explore, find something that you're passionate about, find something that really energizes you and focus on on that thing. And don't worry too much about being scatterbrained. If you find that you've kind of exhausted your interest in a particular field for the day or for the month or for the year, don't hesitate to move on to something else. Learn about new things and uh, you'll find that as you learn more and more, you'll be able to kind of go back to the first subject that you were that you were focusing on and enrich it with the knowledge that you've subsequently learned. I would always uh, suggest try and go out, explore, do as much as you can. Don't worry about kind of catching all of it at the first go around. Um, you'll always be able to revisit it and learn about it again in the future um, and just have fun. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? Yeah, so I think the best way to get in contact with me is through Twitter. Um, I'm at Ryan underscore Levick on Twitter. Um, and I have my blog, which is blog.ryanlevick.com. So reach out there if you're interested in, in hearing more. I'm always happy to chat. Ryan, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening in to today's episode and to my guest career tips, advice and experiences. You'll find a show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website, which will be itcareerenergizer.com slash e and then the number of today's episode. And a quick reminder that the show has now three episodes every week on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. So make sure that you are subscribed to the show to get new episodes automatically downloaded. 
Also, don't forget to join the IT Career Energizer Community Facebook group. You'll get to engage with other like-minded people, get to find out more about upcoming guests and other episodes, and can get involved in the future direction of the podcast. It really is a great pleasure to be able to talk to so many inspirational people from across the industry and to be able to share their stories and advice with you. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.